Okay. Well, hello, everybody. This is Marguerite Crespillo, and I'm really, really excited to have Ray Warda with me today. Uh, he's somebody I've watched quite a bit over the last couple years and, and been to a couple of his uh, speaking events and a number of other things, and so I'm really excited to have you. So welcome, Ray. Hi, Marguerite. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. You bet. So let's uh, let's get started. You know, I was going through and reading your bio and re- going over your website and a number of other things. And as I mentioned, I've I've seen you speak at a couple of um, different events. And the word that comes to mind um, for you, for me, is a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good word to use. I believe uh, I can be put in that category. I guess. So tell me a little bit about yourself and like what you've done and what you've been doing and where you're headed. Well, that's that's a loaded question. Um, what what I do is, of course, I have um, I have a company that's called Advanced Business and Marketing, which is a business and marketing consulting firm. Um, and what we do is we consult businesses on you know entrepreneurship, where you know how to get your business established in regards to. First, of course, being the mindset of the business, you know, your your um, core mindset of, of how you're running your business and how you're using personal development, self-development to uh, get better in what you do. And then, of course, uh, there's marketing as well, which is uh, which we are a marketing consulting firm as well. So we consult businesses on how to market themselves in their business in regards to offline and online marketing strategies. Mostly uh, right now what seems to be working a lot better is, of course, Internet marketing. So you've got the social media, the, you know, the, you know, ads and, and all that other great stuff that's available online to you. So what led um, and you I'm also, into that? Oh, I'm sorry. didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I'm also the uh, creator of a system that I've established called Be Extraordinary, which is which uh, is the ultimate achievement in all that you do, and that of course stems from the you know from my consulting company uh, because it all entails into one. You got to be extraordinary to be able to defeat competition, to be able to stand yourself out and point yourself out and in, in, into the large space of entrepreneurs out there. And at the yeah, same I saw time, that on I also your Facebook work. Page. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a page that I have. That's um, advanced business marketing and and be extraordinary are one and one. Uh, it's just the motto is the extraordinary part, which that's what I always like to achieve is extraordinary results and all in everything that I do. So, yeah, that's amazing. I was going through and and reading, and I love how you um, highlight the word, you know, B E, the big word, and instead of two words, I like that a lot. That um, yeah. Yeah, and I also, of course, work in uh, conjunction with the uh, U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development contracts, a government contract in the real estate asset management world. So, yeah, that's where I think I saw you speak at um, at a, I saw you speak at the Realtist event, and then I'm trying to think of the other one I saw you at. But I remember you were there, you know, on behalf of of HUD and BLB, but. Uh, I was so fascinated by all the other stuff that you do and how you tie that all together. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pretty busy man, and I, of course, hold a license, a uh, real estate broker license for the state of California. So so is that? do you actively go out and sell, too? No, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't actively sell, uh, not at this time. Um, but, of course, if I have family and friends that need help and assistance, I'm always 
there to assist them, you know, here locally. Uh, other than, you know, I don't market myself on the real estate side at all. So tell me a little bit about what you did before this. Like what led you into becoming this uh, serial entrepreneur, as I say? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you ask because, I mean, as far as sometimes they say when you're an entrepreneur, you're born with it. And, and I truly, I believe, I've had the passion ever since I was a kid. Uh, when I was uh, as early as 12, 13 years old, of course, it all started with, you know, lemonade stands, and we've always been into that. There's a lot of kids that always um, have started that way. I just, I've always had that ethics of working and, and getting to where I want to be because it's always been a, it's always been a struggle financially when I was younger, uh, when I was growing up, and I saw how my family uh, when they came to this country, and it was a struggle, and trying to trying to make it happen for themselves. So, I've it's kind of was instilled in me in, from the beginning, and it started off as that, and then I started to work when I was at, as early as 13, I think it was my first job that I had, and I just worked. And even at the job that I used to work, I used to work in a video store, um, in a video store where we, you know, was rental movies and stuff. And I used to actually have a side business inside that video store that the owner let me do which I used to sell um, baseball cards and, and basketball cards, those type of memorabilia, memorabilia cards. Oh, and I did quite a good business on the side for me on that. So I guess it starts off when you're that young. You know, when uh, I was a little girl, my mom used to always call me Star was my nickname because she said that uh, that I had similar attributes that I was an entrepreneur. And I remember when I was around 11 or 12 years old, um, I grew up in, in Chico and we had the walnut trees and you could fill up the fi the 50-pound bags of walnuts, uh, gunny sacks of walnuts, and sell them to the Diamond Walnut Factory for $5. And um, I pretty oh, quickly wow. figured out that I didn't like to uh, collect all the walnuts. So I would pay my friends $2.50 to fill the bags. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would go sell them for $5. So I, I agree with you. I think that it seems to be something almost that you're born with. Yeah, so I, I believe that. What do you think is is the biggest um, mistake that many entrepreneurs make? The biggest mistake, um, you know, I think it starts off with one thing that I've seen a lot, and that is they lack a system. Okay. And this is one thing that I always tell people that there you have to have a some type of system in order for you to be able to manage and 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 kind of flow your business in the right direction and that system isn't just okay well i have a system and i'm i'm ready to go but they they forget that it takes hard work they think it's easy a lot of people think it's easy and it, it and at times it is but it does also get hard, and you have to be prepared for that. But when you don't have a system, when you don't have a structure, and you just get into the business and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to research, and I'm going to do everything I can, and they forget the main component, which is you know, the foundation of business, which is marketing, they, they almost forget that all the time. A lot of business people do. They, they research so much. They set everything up. They get their logos. They get their names. They try to figure out what their name is going to be of the business. They put all this money into their administrative stuff, and they forget that 
they have to have the marketing for them to be able to start bringing in business and keeping it alive. So powerful. Uh, you know, one of my favorite books, and I'm, I'm sure you've probably read it, is The E-Myth, The Entrepreneurial Myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah. I love that book, and thankfully somebody gave it to me when I first um, got into the real estate industry, and he talks exactly about that, is that many business owners are really better technicians than they are business owners, and mm-hmm. I would agree with you 100%. They they never really learn how to create some sort of system. And if you don't learn how to lead generate, which is marketing, you can only go so far. Yeah, absolutely. So what um, are you working on right now? I noticed that you sent out a, an email today about a, a Google. Now, I haven't done much with Google. I've done a lot with Facebook and Twitter, but I haven't really gotten the hang of Google. So I was kind of fascinated by your seminar that you have coming up. Yeah, the seminar is actually it's a workshop that's coming up on May 10th, which is Saturday, not this uh, coming Saturday. It's not following Saturday. Um, it's it's all on Google Plus. It's kind of a a hands-on step-by-step tutorial where you know workshop where you bring in your laptop and you're actually going to get hands-on, down and dirty with getting in all get, getting to know Google Plus intimately. Um, and and the reason why Google Plus is very very extremely important because Google has made a lot of changes in their algorithm and how they do their search engine optimization, uh, which is uh, bringing a lot of social media involvement in their search engine optimization. And of course, with them doing that, what else will they be building up besides their own product, which is Google+. Right. Plus? You know, just like they did with YouTube. Uh, and I always, I always tell my clients this, and the people that I coach or consult, you have to look at what Google is doing and follow, and then get to know what they're doing, and, and whatever it is that they're doing, you got to know about it, and you got to be on top of it, because Google is the largest search engine. They say 85% of the searches come from Google, and then you've got about 10% that are left for Bing and, and um, Yahoo and the other one, um, and then there's like 5% left for all, all of the rest of the little search engines out there. So if, if Google has 85% market share, you've got to hear and listen and, and, and see what they're doing, and get your business involved in what they are doing. And no, that's why that Google Plus is very important. There's there's a couple of things that come to mind. As I heard somebody say, you don't ever hear anybody say, I'm going to go Yahoo that. Exactly. <laughs> but you hear people say, I'm going to go Google it, right? Yeah, Google has become a, a term at your home where you use when you're sitting on the kitchen table or watching TV and something comes up, you automatically say, oh, let's Google this. And, you know, another thing, too, is that uh, I I always love the saying that says the bigger pile theory. Um, You follow the person who has the bigger pile (laughs) because that's where you're going to learn the most, right? And whether that's in, you know, knowledge, money, you know, products, whatever that is. And it's funny you said uh, you brought up the bigger uh, bigger pile. Let me just touch on that real quick. One thing I always tell people is whatever the larger crowd is doing, it's probably the wrong thing because 20 or at least, you know, the top 5 or 10% of people that are at the extraordinary level in their business, they're doing something different than the majority of the people out there. So when you see a large amount of people doing something, sometimes it's best to see 
what they're doing and head the opposite direction. Very good point. That's a very good point. You know, and I don't mean that by, you know, okay, well, Google is the top, you know, 80, 85% and do the opposite of what, no, I mean like as far as businesses, when you see businesses, you only want to focus on that small, little, large pile, which is that 5 or 10% of those businesses that are excellent in what they do, and that's what you want to emulate. Not You Absolutely. don't want to emulate the 85% of the rest of them. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I think you want to pay attention to people like Google, as you mentioned, but follow your own path, you know, on what works best for you and, and your version of success. Because many right. times it's, you know, you can't, I think it comes down to even branding too. Like you cannot, comp- like I can't, I don't have the budget to go out and compete with Google. But I could, no. I could definitely find a niche or an area that um, I can do well in that makes that makes the most sense for me. So I, I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me how you stay productive and focused on a day-to-day basis. What does that look like for you? Productive and focused. I mean, the way I do it myself personally is I've got goals that I set. Goals are a big part of my life. And and some goals are, are audacious goals. I mean, they're they're large and they are just out there, you know. But you got to set some of those up. You got to be in in a position to put yourself in a position to even think about them. And then you've got your other goals that are smaller goals that are more short-term goals that you set for yourself. But ultimately it comes down to setting goals and and being and the way you're going to be productive is creating small tasks to achieve those goals. There, there's certain execution that you have to make, you have to create for yourself, you have to do for you to achieve those goals. And what I do is, like, for example, I take one day a week, one day a week out of my seven days that I have, and that day is for me. I, I very rarely, you know, jump into technology I try not to go on the social media platforms, and I chose that day to be Sunday for me. And Sunday is a day for me and my family. That's it. And I, I, I try not to let anything else come in between us at that point. But at the same time, I take a couple hours of that day on Sunday. I call it Ray Day. And you can call it whatever you want. You can call it Marguerite Day or whoever's day you want to call it. But personally for me, I call it Ray Day. And that's the day I sit there and I what was that? I said, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the day I sit there and actually sit and write goals for myself for that week. And I kind of plan my days for that whole week, that next five days. And the reason I do this is because I try to eliminate distractions during the week. And that's how you become productive. When you, when you plan your week, you have a set schedule of when you're going to prospect, when you're going to market, when you're going to do this, when you're going to do that, and what, you have to, what phone calls you have to make, who do you have to see, and then you're going to allow you're not going to allow those distractions to come in freely. I'm not saying you're not going to have any distractions, but you're going to limit them. And that's how you become productive. You know, I love how you say that. I've been uh, myself working recently with a food coach and learning, you know, I didn't want to diet anymore, right? I wanted to learn how to how to eat differently and and live differently. Mm-hmm. Um, the most valuable thing that I've been learning is the importance of exactly what you just said is planning because when you have your food prepared and it's ready and it's easy at hand, then you're going to grab that and you're going to make good choices. But when 
you're just flying by the seat of your pants, so to speak, and have no plan and no, you know, real agenda, then things, the distractions take over. As opposed to just being, you know, a temporary setback, it becomes your whole week, you know? Right. And I, I think that uh, that's a huge problem that uh, people in the real estate industry as a whole have trouble with, but entrepreneurs many times is that they're just, they're, uh, what I call firefighters, right? Instead of fire prevention specialists, they're always just putting out fires. Yeah. So right. how do you think that social media has really changed the way that, that customers decide who to do business with? Well, that's that's a great, uh, great question, and, and that has a lot to do with um, what I call the word of mouth on steroids. Um, that's what social media has become. Um, because all social media is, is a social gathering amongst people. And what do you do when you're gathering amongst socially amongst people? You're talking, right? Exactly. If you're doing it physically, you're talking to each other. And that's when you're talking to each other about the things that you've done, where you've eaten, where you've went, what kind of experiences you've had. And that's where word of mouth comes in. Well, social media takes it to a whole different level because now you're virtually doing it where you're online and you're talking to everybody you want, anybody you want across the, across the world, and you're voicing yourself. And you have a voice out there in the social media world where you're telling people everything about yourself in regards to what you've done, where you've eaten, how good it was, how bad it was. And it's become like a, uh, a word of mouth on steroids is what I've been calling it. I love that. So, so that's how definitely do you think something that, they got to pay attention to. How do you think that that's really changing the way people do business? Well, business it's changing companies? it first. First of all, because you got to pay attention to it, um, yeah. and and you you got to take it seriously, and that, that's that's the main thing. It, it's changing it because now we've transferred everything where it was just locally on a local level, hand you know one on one or. Uh, physical now it's all of a sudden global and now it's it's all of a sudden virtually where i can be in in egypt talking to somebody in russia about how great france was and the restaurant i went to france in you know it's just crazy how it's just extended everything out to a different level and that's why you have to pay attention to that. It's just changed the way we live right now. Uh, look at exact perfect example. We just went through the whole Don Sterling case on, on the uh, L.A. Clippers, and uh, I'm, I don't know if you were following sports at all, yeah. but that just took a whole different level to how social media reacted. Everybody was tweeting everything, tw- using Twitter on giving their comments and what they felt about it. Uh, well, that's just the life we live in. Everybody now has a voice. And it just depends I, I, I on. I believe in that, and I think yeah. that it's it's mo- it's most definitely changing the world. You know, like somebody uh, made a comment on a site that I saw, and they're like, "I can't believe we're worried about that when we have all these other issues going on in the world." And and how do you think that you know penalizing one old guy is going to change? And um, you know, we need to start talking about tolerance with our kids. And my response was, "You teach your children tolerance by not allowing." a man like that to be racist, which eventually changes the world. You know, it, it starts with one thing. And 
I think that it's so powerful. And, I mean, it can be obviously good and bad, you know. Um, mm. There's the good and the bad of it. I know that locally we have a little, like, neighborhood group, and somebody um, had a bad experience at a dog groomer's and posted something on the site, and it just kind of took off, and it almost completely destroyed this dog groomer. You know, this yeah, small business yeah. person. I mean, and so there's good and yeah. bad. I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard the statistic, but they say 81% of consumers are influenced by their friends' posts on social media when they're making wow. purchasing decisions. It's 81%. That's insane. You know, that's a large, large percentage of people uh, taking their, making their decisions based on somebody's posts that they've seen on either Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. You know, I know that if I'm looking for a referral for something, I will go to Facebook first many times. And see you yeah. know, if I'm looking for a tree trimmer or a, you know whatever that is. I'm going to see who has a recommendation and experience. Which I agree with you 100%. You have to, as a business owner, pay attention to that. So how does mm-hmm. a business owner stay on top of that and not get overwhelmed? I think a lot of people with social media just get so overwhelmed. I mean, everything in the internet world right now is over overwhelming. I mean, because there's information is everywhere, and it's up to you on how much information you allow yourself to be taken in. And I always say you have to focus. You have to focus on a vital few of them that you know are going to be are important, that you know that are going to be affecting your business. For example, um, you know, on social media, my me personally, I concentrate on three of them. Um, and actually, there's, there's four, really. Um, there's Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. There's multi-other ones, but I just can't, I, I don't have the time to sit and learn every one of them inside and out. So you got to choose which ones that you want to learn first, okay? And the, there's another one which, uh, there's a couple other ones that are more image-related social media, for example, Instagram and Pinterest. Well, those, you want to pick and choose just one. Um, I personally am choosing Pinterest to um, get to know intimately. Uh, But that's the thing. You want to focus on just one or two of them, get to know them intimately, get to master them. Bruce Lee always said it. Bruce Lee has a great philosophy. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of his quotes. He's phenomenal. I I never knew this about about him until I started reading about him. He has a quote that says, I'm not afraid of the man that practices 10,000 kicks one time, yet I'm afraid of a man that practices one kick 10,000 times. Yeah. And that's just, it, it takes that quote right there, it takes it to a different level. So, so I saw you posted on Facebook um, today or yesterday your quote, which I just love. It says, action is what turns knowledge into power. Absolutely. Where did, where did that come uh, from for you? I'm a firm believer of that because, you know, all my life I've always loved to learn. You know, it, it was a, my learning was something that came naturally to me. I always enjoyed it. Um, I, I didn't like to, in my adult life, I didn't really like to read much, but in my younger life I loved to read. It was like I had an opposite effect. But it just came to me one day where I had so much knowledge and a lot of different things in business and marketing, yet it was just sitting there. You know, and I, I wasn't doing anything with it. And I woke up one day and I said, hey, 
you know, this has got to change. You've got so much knowledge that you can help so many people. And I, and you can even monetize at the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with monetizing it. But at, at the same time, you want to be able to assist and help with the gifts that God has given you. And I'm a firm believer of that. So I thought, you know, I've got this gift. I have passion for it. Why not utilize it and put it into action? And that's where I thought about it. I said, you know what, knowledge could be, you can get as much knowledge as you want. You can be a Ph.D. in something. But if yeah. you're not going to use that knowledge into action, you're not going to put it into action, it means nothing. You know, so, I recently but, um, had a conversation with one of one of the agents that works here at my company, and I, I told him, I said, you know what, you're not allowed to do any more learning for a bit. <laughs> I said, no more training, no more, you know, reading, no more listening to podcasts. You need to go put it into action. You need to go do the work, you know, get out there and do it. And I think sometimes people get so caught up in the, you know, paralysis of the analysis, so to speak. They spend more time analyzing things and learning than they actually do putting it to work. I think that's what holds back the majority of people. Well, I, I can curtail that into another thing. I always say there's there's um, certain things that are a hurdle to an entrepreneur that they have to overcome. It's a it's a tough hurdle, and those three I, I've got them into an acronym that I've I've put in my own sense because it, it's something that I did when I was uh, early on in my entrepreneurship career. And it was three things. It's that, it's FFE, which stands for fear, focus, and execution. Those are the three things that stand in an entrepreneur's way, and exactly in that order. You know, That's they have the fear. Yeah, they have the fear because they're afraid of what the result is going to be. Therefore, they don't become focused. And when you're not focused, you can't execute. That is so fascinating. That's a, you definitely hit the the nail on the head right there because I absolutely believe that's what holds back so many people and keeps them from you know getting out there. First, like you said, the fear, you know, and then if they can get past the fear, they struggle to focus. They're out there trying to figure out what's the next you know shiny gadget that that can be that magic pill, and that's not. That's not the answer by any means. Right. So I know you said you like to read a lot more as a kid than you do now, but if you could focus on one book, if you would recommend only one book, what would you say that is? I would highly recommend for those of you that have not read The Compound Effect. Have you read that? I have not, but I actually have that book sitting on my nightstand. It's funny that you say that because I bought it not too long ago and I haven't I haven't made it that far yet. So it's on my list. I'll move it up. Yeah, they're uh written by Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy is awesome. Uh he's the uh chief editor of uh Success Magazine. For those of you that have not you know known about Success Magazine, I highly highly suggest that every entrepreneur have a subscription. It's only like twenty bucks a year, twenty five bucks a year, but it's well worth the investment, small investment. Uh, I've been personally coached by Darren Hardy, so I know how it is. I mean, the, the guy's phenomenal, and his book uh, you can read it twenty times, and you're still gonna 
continue to keep reading it over and over. I've read it full, full one time. Um, oh. But it's something that I always pick back up and just go back to it and just find my nuggets in there. And I'll just find something else brand new that I didn't even realize that I have to get going. So highly well, recommend that I'm going to have to move book. that up on my list. Make sure I, yes. I get that read. That's awesome. So what's next for you? What What are you focusing on right now? Well, my focus right now is um, increasing, of course, or advancing my business uh, to a different level, helping more people, um, producing better content out there for people, uh, mainly entrepreneurs because that's who I work with. I, that's, I truly believe entrepreneurship is a beautiful, beautiful thing that a lot of people say it's freedom, and I say it's more than that. It's not just freedom. But it's you really your chance to to set no limits for yourself. Um, and and as, as long as it's done with correct values and good ethics, um, you're, you're the only one that's going to stand in your own way of becoming wherever you want to be in this life. I love so that. that's why I hold that dear to me, and I believe that there are certain people that could be entrepreneurs and certain people just can't. And that's just the life of what life is made of because you do need to have people that are not entrepreneurs because the entrepreneurs need to employ people like that. They're, they're great people. Um, but at the same time, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs could create leaders. And I, I want to create, co-create other leaders like me. That's kind of my passion where I want to get to. I've, I, I love that. You know, I've been saying lately the world needs more leaders you know, less followers and mm-hmm. um, people who can who can make, you know, significant change. And it's definitely a time in history where it's more possible, I think, than ever, where, you know, people have that opportunity and that option. Yeah. Well, One thing Ray, I always thank told you so it, much. I, yeah. What's that? No, I was just saying, the one thing I always tell people about leadership, they ask me a lot about, you know, well, how do I lead or, you know, and I always tell them, the way to lead is to co-create yourself. You don't lead in a way to create followers, because if you want followers, you just go to Twitter, and you can get a lot of followers that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about co-creating yourself. That's when you become the leader. So I'll end it off with You know, that. that actually leads me to one more question before we wrap up. And, uh, sure. You know, what, what would you say is your personal version of success, and how will you know when you get there? Everybody has a different meaning to success. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, success is aligned with my belief, which is my Christian belief. I'm, I'm a Christian, and I have a very, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I just think, all, I, I just know, actually, all my success comes from God. Um, I give glory back to him because I, can't, I couldn't do this all myself. But that's my personal belief. And to to know that and and affect the people around you in that way, and to to lead in that thought, to me is success. That's awesome. In a nutshell. I love that. Well, Ray, thank you so much for your time today. I know it's valuable, and I really appreciate you taking time out. And how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way for people to reach you if they're interested in working with you? Yeah, um, they can, of course, my website, raywarda.com, R-A-Y-W-A-R-D-A.com. Wonderful. My email is easy accessible. It's ray at raywarda.com. 
Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, and uh, I'm really excited to have you um, on my podcast, and I look forward to seeing Sounds you at good. the next next event you're at. Thank you very much, Margarita. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Have a great night. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.